All right. Here we go. Uh, call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Present. Mr. Kabicki? Here. Ms. Hughes? Present. We stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, liberty and justice for all. Okay, I make a motion to approve and signing of the meeting minutes, the regular meeting minutes of June 14, 2022. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, now we move to open forum. Do we have somebody here to sign up for open forum? Yes. Um, Mike Reichling? Yeah. Uh, actually, I have two issues. One of them. Mike, real quick, just so we can be cool. I have it. Oh, yeah, I know, but uh, can we state your address and just so everybody knows? Yes. I live in the 6800 block of Framboy. Okay. And I've got two issues. One and of, I don't mind you standing up there. One of them is targeted. Uh, there's there's just so much parking on that street, both sides you're allowed to park on now. Mm -hmm. And in front of my house, you can fit three cars easily, unless you get the person who doesn't think about the next person and parks in the middle, then you're lucky to get two cars there. Now I've gone out when I see them leaving and I'm real nice and I said, would you please either pull up or pull back, here's why. And they mm -hmm. said, oh, okay. But this happens all the time. Mm -hmm. what, what I'm gonna ask, the township, if they would do it or allow me to do it, is paint lines in the street and say, so they can see, obviously, you can fit three cars here. Just, I want to paint two lines. Just that simple. Now, aside from that is not less than a week ago, one of our neighbors, two doors away, her mother and father were out of town. She was by herself. She's a young lady. She was parked in her driveway and her driveway where her car was, it was no longer, no further from this to the edge of that table. So you can obviously see a car there, and somebody parked right in front of the driveway and walked away, went up the street. After she didn't notice until she went to leave for work. She called the police, the police came out, they had a tow truck in route. Well, this guy shows up. Now, I don't know whether he got a ticket or not. I hope to God he did. But he should have got towed. This is, that's just inexcusable. And this isn't the first time it's happened. There's another gentleman who lives on that street where his block, his driveway's been blocked two times. So I'm just hoping that somebody will do something about this. Okay, well, certainly there's parking rules as far as parking in front of people's driveways, and there's the ability to call the, the police, and, and, and they would police that. Um, and uh, as far as you park, park, uh, painting parking lines, and one hand, part of me says possession's nine tenths of the law. <laughs> Go do it, make sure it looks nice, <laughs> and, and I might be able to look, but I don't want to encourage the community to do that. I get your point with common sense, but that happens in every neighborhood. So I don't know that I have good advice for you as it relates to that. Uh, Melissa, what would you say what a traffic engineer would respond to this? So we already have asked, um, I'm going to speak to the board so that it can be heard in the Thing, but I'm, I'm talking to you all so it's, I'm, I, no, it's awkward fine. here um, so we had a resident you may remember who shared concerns with us about parking on Bramble a couple and houses down from a couple here. houses down yeah. a second second house in from that was the house Plainville. that they blocked the drive yeah. yeah so um, I looked at the parking study that was done before I began working here and 
there are, um, interestingly, Bramble has the highest number of parking spaces relative to the number of houses of any of the streets in Madison Place. However, they are a popular parking space for businesses on Plainville. So I asked our engineer to um, put together a plan for striping the street and he is working on that. He is backlogged on all of our projects. He is working seven days a week. So as soon as he has that plan to us, I'll bring it forward to the, the board for review and for a vote. But there are spaces where you can stripe for more than one vehicle to park. So what he is proposing is what we ask the engineer's office to do. And so it's just a matter of the engineer having the staff ability to finish that plan. Well, I'll do it for them <laughs> if they want. Man, really don't mind. And it's just, it's not just that, but, and I hope most of you remember when uh, Mercy, Mercy Hospital was up in Marymount. Yep. Yeah. That used to be a throughway for the yep. high squads. So you were only allowed to park on one side of the street. Yep. Now you can park on both sides. We changed that. And it's that. filled because of, because of the, that new place that opened, the Madison Place. It's a nice place. But you have these, let's say the younger generation who go in there with their laptops and they spend three or four or five hours in there, drink, you know, nursing a cup of coffee, but yet they're parked on the street. And I don't want to say in the way of the residents, but they're taking up residential spots. And then the people who work in the businesses or the people who go up to the bars, that's, that's usually a need. And it's just, it's, it's a hassle. Can, can I add something, sir? I live in the neighborhood and very we're very aware of the issue there are a lot of challenges with the kind of the changes you I'm sure you've seen the changes to that neighborhood primarily being the coffee shop and other businesses opening there real human performance um, bramble patch has become popular again um, the arena lounge employees lost their employee parking in that little bitty right. lot right there um, the coffee shop as you mentioned there's construction on Cambridge you have the Porsche a lot of employees parking a lot of times on residential streets. We're aware of this and working on a few different attempts at solutions. Um, so there's not a whole lot we can do, and I'll let Melissa address it too. Um, what you're doing from a people getting and parking in front of your driveway, that's certainly something you yeah, can do about it. Um, we are also talking to us, some of the businesses. We talk to them directly about this parking situation as well because of this issue on Bramble. Um, so slower than you hope it is but hopefully well, we'll have a solution you know it's just it's it's difficult when you live there i mean i share a driveway with the neighbor yep and we work that out nice but there's only room for one car to go in at one time and then one car to sit on either side well my wife's got a car and i've got a car so if she's out I'm going to park on the street. Sometimes I have to park three or four or five doors up. Yep. Which is fine when it's nice out. It's not fine when it's raining. Understood. But, uh, so as long as I know something's being done, I appreciate that. I appreciate you bringing it to our attention. And Melissa, great job. So good. Thank you for coming. One other thing yeah. I wanted to bring okay. Years ago, the township offered uh, to work with a gas supplier and electric supplier to get rates for the residents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's over. Mm -hmm. No? Still exists. Okay. Well, I, the reason I'm bringing it up, 
I work with a consultant. I'm president of Cincinnati Steel Trading over in Marymount. And I work with the consultant because we use a lot of natural gas and a lot of electricity. So I, I buy my gas on the open market. And she also works with residential people. And she just got me a new rate. I think we were with, with Symmetry and we were paying 0.99 uh, cents a, a cubic foot. And she got me a rate, a three-year rate of 0.728. So I'm just, and here's her card. If there's any interest from the, from the council who might want to contact a consultant, who's, what can you do for the community? She can do residential or, or uh, companies. You can certainly you can pass the, pass it on here, mm -hmm. but let's let's sure, keep that thank you. No, and I'm not yeah. trying to plug her or anything, but I'm I've totally good. For about 30 years, and she's, yeah. she yeah. does a good job for me. All right, thank you for coming. Okay, thanks, thank Mike. You. All right, uh, that we move on to uh, the reports. Uh, let's start with the wonderful Ms. Heakin and the fiscal officer's report. Meeting minutes. Okay, well, no, we already approved those. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't turn my page. Thank you. Am I, am I right or no, you're, you're right? You're correct. Oh, we voted that, on it. It's unusual. That's okay. <laughs> right. You no, usually I'm usually the one making a mistake. David was right. right. Uh, uh, we go to the fiscal's office report <laughs> with the wonderful Ms. Heaton. Thank you. Um, we are halfway through our budget year at the end of June. Um, the general fund ending balance was three million six hundred and seventy-one thousand eight hundred and eighty-one, which is down one percent from May. Restricted fund balance ended at five million five hundred and fifty-nine thousand five hundred and seven, which was also a decrease of one percent from May. These uh, funds combined total nine million two hundred and thirty-one thousand three hundred and eighty-eight, which is still one percent less than May. Um, the month of June revenues were one hundred and sixty-seven thousand four hundred and ten. Expenses were five hundred and thirty-two thousand one hundred and eighty-three. Year-to-date revenues, $3,892,668. And year-to-date expenses, $3,175,935. Um, and we are below our budget approximately 18%, that $3 million number, in part due to um, vehicle and equipment delays and similar supply chain impacts. And um, a reminder that our voter-approved levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of the township's public services. The JED zone business revenues cover the cost of services that exceed property tax revenues. Thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting businesses, we are able to continue to provide our community with exceptional services at a lower cost. Thank you. Any questions? Okay. That we move on. Um, any questions about the road superintendent's report from Mr. Frazier? I'd just like to make a comment. Mm. I'm so proud of Dustin and our team. There's been a lot of storms recently, and Dustin, um, as we've mentioned in almost every meeting, but I think we should keep saying it, um, he comes at night. He came last week and checked every street in the township. Um, identified a street where a tree had fallen, helped neighbors, communicated to the neighbors about um, what to do about it. And he is just so accessible. We're so fortunate to have that in Columbia Township. Um, so I just wanted to call Dustin out specifically and an entire team to just do a great job. Yes, they do. As a resident, I like to echo that comment. Thank you. And, and also the, in the wintertime, how, how they keep the streets clean is phenomenal. It's almost yeah, popular thank you. service. 
Yeah. They like them better than they like us. <laughs> <laughs> For we're, sure. And we're well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, all right. Uh, that we move on to the administrator's report with the lovely Ms. Taylor. Thank you. Uh, great segue. Uh, my opening report shows photographs of multiple storms that we've had severe storms uh, in June and also into July and um, trees down uh, some are street trees some uh, residence trees uh, our crew as as Brian said after every major storm immediately after drives every road in the township determines if there's anything uh, with the sheriff uh, if the sheriff has not already arrived and called uh, in to us, works with the sheriff's office, and then calls are made to Duke if there are any power line issues, which happens often. And then we do, depending on the time of day, we do what we need to do to clear the roads if it means pulling limbs or moving trees over. And then if we're able to cut the trees up or if we have to contract to cut the trees up, uh, or wait for Duke to get the power lines out of the trees. And then once the major response is over, we bring our street sweeper through and sweep all the streets that have major debris on them. So we have, and that's on, and then we do what we do every day, uh, brush pickup and road work and things like that. So they did a great job as, as well. And, and Dustin's really phenomenal and all of them really rally. Um, so thank you for that. The, a couple of administrative matters. We are in the final week or two of the 2020-2021 Ohio Attorney General audit. Uh, things have been going very well so far. And the 2023 budget we typically bring before the board at this meeting in July, but this year we asked for additional time because of our workload. The server went down with the power outage from the last couple of storms and so we just needed some additional time. So at our meeting in August we'll bring forward the 2023 budget. Community events, we have three down, five to go. The next up uh, is this uh, Saturday, Neighbor Day at Deer Park Silverton Fire District. I'll let the trustees talk about that in your remarks. And then we will uh, not meet again before our summer concert, our big um, Eastern County, it's, it's not just a community event, it's Eastern Hamilton County event. Uh, this year uh, is Billy Joel tribute. Last year was Elton John and it was a phenomenal concert and it's at 50 West. So that is going to be on Saturday, August the 6th. So we have those two coming up and we have direct mailers and social media out for all of those events. And then later in the year, we'll have a Bengals, Bengals tailgate uh, when you leave Ohio, they don't say Bengal. They're like, it's Bengal. I'm like, mm. So, and I just came back from being out of Ohio and heard that again. So, uh, then we're going to do uh, some, some type of an event in October. We're looking at a couple options. And then, of course, uh, the first um, Thursday in December, we always do our beautiful luminaria. We are still well underway on the Neighborhood Economic Development Program, the Street Tree and the Street Light program, the decorative street uh, sign, excuse me, program, and um, the street tree installation will be scheduled this fall, as I've shared before, and we have decorative street signs that are already up and they're very attractive. We'll have some photographs of that for you. Um, we have 
I mentioned that we have eight new houses that have been approved by Hamilton County Zoning for the Walton Creek area neighborhood of Pear, Elm, and Orchard. And we have on our agenda this evening to ask permission for the developer of those homes to bring, uh, for the first time in a hundred and something years, sanitary sewer to that neighborhood through our right-of-way. So I'll be asking for that a little bit later. Uh, and once he has our approval and MSD's approval for the sanitary sewer expansion, he will start construction on that. Uh, on, um, Mike mentioned earlier about energy aggregation. Uh, our Energy, uh, I also have the other item on the agenda this evening is a request to allow me to sign a contract when we go out to with our broker to bid for our uh, renewal for our gas aggregation. And we, uh, that two-year program is up uh, later this summer and then when we bid it on the open market, we'll get a new rate. Uh, the best rate for that period and then ink that contract. There are seven member communities in our energy aggregation program and there we are in conversations with two additional communities to join which will bring in new buying power because it will add that many more thousands of households so that when we go out for bid it's a greater footprint and therefore a lower price and one of the communities is Indian Hill so a neighbor here so that's interesting. Um, on Buckingham Place and Cambridge West, we're on schedule for completion. The majority of the road reconstruction has happened on Buckingham Place with an initial surface court, uh, uh, base coat of asphalt. And then we will be shifting back to Cambridge to do the road reconstruction and then a sidewalk installation there and hopefully wrap up at the end of the month. I don't yet know how much the storm and the power outages uh, may delay that, but we'll we'll keep uh, everyone as we have been doing in the loop through our email communications that go out. We had hoped for the improvement that we planned with Walton Creek at uh, US 50 Wooster Pike. We were planning on constructing a new southbound lane to help people move more quickly through that traffic signal during peak hours and also construct a sidewalk from US 50. Uh, from our crosswalk at US 50 and then up north uh, to for accessibility for the Pear Elm Orchard neighborhood. Uh, we are going to still be able to bid that project this summer, but we're being told by all the contractors that they are so backlogged that, that they likely will not be able to uh, construct it this year. But we will see what happens when we go out for bids, so I'll bring that forward. And that is being funded by grants from uh, Southwest Ohio Regional Transit Association, Hamilton County Engineer's Office, and through Township TIF, and I've shared that with you before. Uh, Cambridge East was our next priority road project, is our next priority road project for reconstruction. We received word that our application for funding was not uh, approved. There were so many uh, poor condition roads throughout Hamilton County this year that uh, the roads that to us are in poor condition to us, as I've shared before, are, are not necessarily in the worst condition in the county and so it's a county-wide competition for those grants. So we are going to look at options for uh, reapplying again next year. We already had increased the local share of funding into that project to a pretty su substantial level. It's a, a very expensive project. That's not one that we'd be able to take on our own, just 
cash flow. So we're looking at, at that opportunity. They do believe that next year there will be a greater opportunity for it to be funded. So we are talking in the interim, and I have shared this with you before, that I may bring back to you at the August meeting a proposal that we do move another smaller road project that we would have the cash to do up uh, so that we don't have a year where we are not doing a road construction project because Dustin is so used to Dustin and John are so used to having one or two road projects a year so we'll work on that uh, we're waiting to hear back still uh, as I mentioned earlier our engineer JMA and and TEC are both really uh, working overtime and weekends because of all of the projects with all of their communities and I am still waiting on the final sidewalk conditions survey for me to bring forward an, a proposal for uh, some sidewalk improvements if the trustees um, want to move forward with that and then I don't think that there's anything else that I know we've got um, another meeting after this and so I don't think there's anything else that's um, we have to talk about um, this evening from my report. Do I have any questions on that? Any questions? I have a question about the road project. Go ahead. If you fund a, let's say, a smaller road project for this year or early next year, if you look at Bramble Avenue, 6800 block, on one side of the street, years ago, they, they cut like a culvert at the side of the street to allow for storm, storm drainage because the street's up higher than the sidewalks on that side. Mm -hmm. And that, what's been cut in and, and asphalted over, it's broken up quite a bit. So it's just on that side, it's in need of some attention. Okay. If that's something you could look at. Okay, thank yeah. you. All right, then we, we, we move on to the Economic Development Quarterly Report with Mr. Montgomery. Do we have any questions about the report? Montgomery's report. Any questions? Yeah. Okay, then, then we move on to the police report with Lieutenant Neighbor. Uh, <clears throat> well, it's nice to be back after a couple week vacation. Welcome back. I uh, don't have much to report except that uh, that there's been an increase countywide of auto thefts that have been going on. Uh, I haven't been able to get my reports out to you guys as a result of being on vacation. But um, but as far as Columbia Township is concerned, there has been a slight decrease each month since January of this year. So we've actually had a decrease in auto thefts monthly for Columbia Township specifically, but uh, just as a reminder to everybody lock their corridors, keep their keys out, all the, the, the typical stuff that I typically say about auto thefts and thefts from autos. Um, and the post office box uh, thefts are still on the rise and they're still a major problem. So, for all residents, uh, please make sure that you're taking your mail into uh, the post office itself or handing it to your carriers uh, and not leaving them in the blue boxes because they're still having thefts from those boxes. Uh, one last thing, uh, just a little kudos to one of my officers, uh, enforcement officer Tom Travel, uh, back on June 2nd. He's receiving an award tomorrow. Uh, or pardon me, Thursday through the Sheriff's Office, uh, he and another officer, Stephen Wells, uh, on June 2nd, uh, they were working in Anderson Township and uh, 8221 Asbury Hills Drive. And uh, there was a little boy that, uh, an autistic boy, uh, three, three or four years old, I can't recall which, but uh, he decided to, uh, mom had, had to run downstairs to get her phone for some reason 
came right back upstairs in that short period of time at Grandpa's house. The child had fallen in the pool and drowned. Mm -hmm. And the two officers were able to, uh, uh, the mother grabbed the child out of the water, called 911. Officer uh, Trayvon and Officer Wells both initiated CPR on the child, and the child is in the light. So, Good. Wow. Uh, that's awesome. fantastic thing. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Um, so they're getting a, a, getting a, an award through the Sheriff's Office accommodation. And just a little fun fact that one of the officers are working in your Columbia Town Sperry. That's awesome. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's great. I love stories like that instead of all this other bad stuff. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and as to the, uh, the parking complaints, if, uh, just uh, for you and any of your neighbors, if they're having those problems with somebody blocking their driveway, please feel free to call the Sheriff's Office either the 911 line or the 825-2280 number, which is a non-emergency line. Uh, we'd be more than happy to come out and make sure that that is removed for you. Prefer the 825 number. It's a little cheaper. Yes, that's, that, is that is correct. 513-825-2280 yeah. It's the non-emergency line for the Hampton County Sheriff's Office. Okay. With that, um, we move on to the Little Miami Fire District and the Deer Park Silverton Fire District with Mr. Lamar, and we want to acknowledge that Chief Sifke is in the audience as well. So, um, as always, so <laughs> I'll be quick. Uh, first, I'd like to mention that on Saturday, July 23rd, we have an open firehouse. Is that what we're calling it? For at the Deer Park Silverton Firehouse. Neighbor Day. Neighbor Day. Oh, one of our residents that should be attending, um, <laughs> who lives in that fire district. Um, it's Saturday, July 23rd from 1 to 4, and I really encourage people to attend. I've been to that firehouse numerous times, and it's, it's I, to me, I love going to any firehouse and seeing the beautiful trucks and meeting firemen, and I know that they're, they have a kid's fire hose, and you can take pictures. They'll give out helmets. Um, fire helmets for the kids, um, play with the trucks. You probably, is there ice cream? Ice cream. Awesome. And so that's Saturday, July 23rd. If you live in Ridge and Highland, if you live in Ridgewood, anywhere in that area, if you live near Mrs. Hughes, um, that's your fire district and mm -hmm. hopefully you can attend. And the only other thing I want to mention for the Little Miami is that this is separate from this board, but the Little Miami Joint Fire District Board will be voting next week. That's July 20th. Um, to put a fire levy on the ballot. We've talked about that before, both at the fire meeting and Chief spoke about that last month. And so if there's any public input that on that, you could uh, either attend that meeting or reach out to one of us. Okay. We also have Deer Park Silverton representative with us. Okay. Hello. Hi. Deputy Chief uh, Chris Iredale, uh, Denny Meters on vacation. So. Thanks for coming. Appreciate, Thank you Appreciate for it. We email back and forth a number of times when Denny yeah. is has a, a matter come up so I, I'm very familiar with your name so I appreciate you coming okay and then we move on to trustees reports I don't have any to report uh, Susan Ms. Hughes do you remember uh, not at this time David okay. um, I just maybe I'll mention a new uh, business in town I they had their grand opening last mm -hmm. weekend and it's the Pedigo um, electric bike shop it's in Marymount Promenade um, people there think they work in Marymount. They do not work in Marymount. <laughs> that is Columbia Township. Um, and I think it's a great addition to the community and it adds kind of to the healthy component of uh, that part of Columbia Township where we have a running store and a bike store. And now we have an electric bike store. And everybody knows in Cincinnati we have lots of hills. Mm -hmm. And I rode the bike um, down 50 
along the um, Little Miami Scenic Trail all the way to Milford and back with a group of people. And um, if you, like me, don't want to go up all the hills in Cincinnati, this is electric assist. Yeah. And it'll, it'll take you up the hill. You don't have to worry about hills ever again. And so they're great neighbors. They're part of the community, the, the owners. It's locally owned and operated. Um, nice people. And so I would encourage you to go out there and you can, they'll give you an hour of free rental. Um, if you'd like to go check it out. But I think it's great new neighbors to have in the community. Yes, it is. Sounds good. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, that, any questions about communications? We, Brian did attend uh, the opening, as he mentioned, and we, uh, Lauren posted that on social media as well. There he is. Okay. Now that you can open that up, it reminds me. I want to say thank you to Lauren yeah. for her bit about the 4th of July and our birthday. Yes. Because I, I got a thing about flags and <laughs> we need flags. I do not want to live through another 4th of July without some kind of flag to thank everybody. It could be on a sign saying, yeah. you know. Absolutely. But I just feel like we owe that. Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, that we move on to motions and I'm going to let Melissa you go ahead and read the first motion. The Ohio Revised Code as part of the public records management system requires that the township have a public records commission uh, and that it meet annually to evaluate uh, any requests for public records disposal under Ohio's law. And I would like to ask the board to appoint uh, the public records commission and there are specifically three positions, a chairperson, a fiscal officer, and a legal member. The legal member will be Brian Pacheco, the law director. The chairperson does not need to be the chairperson of the trustee board. It is just a trustee who becomes the chairperson of the commission. And then the fiscal officer should be fis fiscal officer uh, because that person has closest access to the accounting records. So, so the discussion then would need to be uh, if one of the other trustees would serve as the chairperson. It's one meeting. It, it, it's um, very quick. Um, Caroline and Kim will work through a schedule of any records that are eligible for to be disposed of based on the state law and then the Commission will authorize that and then the meeting concludes and so I'm asking that you uh, make a decision about that uh, make the appointment of the three individuals and then uh, if you have a preference to set a date if we want to do it 15 minutes before an upcoming meeting or 15 minutes after an upcoming meeting or postpone it and do it in December as a end of year housekeeping item but we do need to do it this year and each year thereafter so we can choose whatever month makes sense for us. So you want us to nominate one I'd like for, yes. and then there'll be the fiscal officer and then that. Yes. Well, I'll nominate Brian if he'll accept the nomination. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? <laughs> Are you, will you accept it? Uh, I'll do I second my own nomination? Sure. I will second. Thank you. Roll call. So let's do this. Let's oh. let's uh, read the motion that um, we're appointing the chairperson, the fiscal officer, and the legal member, and read their names and uh, to the public records commission, uh, and then do a roll call. Okay. Okay. Then. So could you read? To appoint the Columbia Township Public, you want me to read it? Is that okay if I read it? Please do. To appoint the Columbia Township Public Records Commission, a chairperson, uh, Brian, <coughs> let 
ASMR. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> fiscal Officer Caroline Heakin and legal member um, Brian Pacheco of Dinsmore. Uh, and to set the annual meeting to review applications for one-time disposal of obsolete records and schedules of records detention and disposition. Do you have a month preference? Doesn't matter to me. Okay. Not on the same day as a Jed's meeting would be the only thing I would say. Okay. Month later. Mm -hmm. I'll make a motion we approve and uh, do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, then. Okay, that's done. Thank you. Then we have another motion we're going to add to uh, the agenda here, and it's a motion to add an executive session to consider the purchase of real estate for public purposes. We will do that, that um, executive session at the end of the, most of the other issues we have today. So, but I'm going to make a motion to add to the agenda an executive session to consider the purchase of real estate for public purposes. Do I get a second? A second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think we're done with the resolutions and then we're going to the readings now. Melissa, I'm going to hand this back to you. Okay, thank you. Uh, a short agenda this evening. The first is a supplemental resolution to add several items that were not budgeted, the primary one being increase in fuel costs for the police force and our service crew. We are exceeding what was allocated uh, in the current budget due to the rise in fuel prices. Uh, so this is a uh, one reading only to supplement resolution 2157, the 2022 uh, annual appropriation and supplemental appropriations 2213, 2218, 2219, and 2227. Are there any questions? Make a motion we approve. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. All right, thank you. The next two in readings are emergency. Uh, the first is authorizing the Columbia Township Administrator to enter into an agreement for the purchase of natural gas for the Township's natural gas aggregation program, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. I mentioned earlier in the administrator's report that we currently are in an aggregation, energy aggregation program for both gas and electric. Uh, currently seven communities considering uh, two joining us. Our gas contract with IGS uh, expires October of 2022 and once all of the participating member communities vote to authorize the administrators to ink a contract with the new supplier. Uh, our broker will bid that on the open market and then provide us with that contract. Uh, we do this sometimes yearly, sometimes every two years, depending on the market forecast. Do I have any questions? Nope. Nope. Okay. You've heard the first reading. May have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. So moved. Second. Roll call. Uh, Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. We dispense with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution. So moved. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is adopted. May I have a motion and a second to so invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The final resolution, also an emergency, 
is uh, I mentioned earlier in the administrator's report that the contract, the, the developer of the eight new single family homes in what we call the street tree neighborhood, Orchard, Pear, Elm, uh, will uh, seeks to be able to extend sanitary sewer to that neighborhood through our road right of way. This is an agreement to establish a temporary uh, sanitary sewer agreement with that entity which will allow the developer to construct the sewer uh, extension and then he will be responsible for working with MSD to accept it as a permanent asset of MSD and then once that is completed he will restore our right-of-way completely and then we will terminate this um, agreement. The developer I have mentioned before also as part of this agreement will be donating a, dedicating a, an easement from Pear where he is constructing the sanitary sewer north to Elm in between two of the homes and there's a map in, inside that shows you a permanent easement for utilities that will help facilitate in the future uh, expansion of sanitary sewer to that neighborhood, whether it be by MSD, by the township, or, or uh, by others, we're having those conversations. So this takes care of both of those um, activities. Do I have any questions? This is great, a great uh, opportunity. I have a question, but I wanted to mention that, you know, you and I attended the Helmut County Commissioners for approval of this, and one of the commissioners stated that it was almost unheard of that a developer was offering this uh, to the residents and you know I don't know this world very well but I think this is such a great benefit for this little community over there and I love you didn't mention this but you said um, as part of the administrator's report as part of the public engagement we've also agreed to support residents request for historic research yes. um, designation for the area known as Plainville uh, we're doing some traffic work and some options for green space that community is yes. going to look very different in a couple of years, and a historic preservation consultant has begun working with interested neighbors this month. Mm -hmm. I think that is amazing. Um, so hopefully those residents nearby um, understand it's a lot of progress that has been made, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was, it was great to meet everyone in the neighborhood and to learn about all the ways that we can bring that forward as a, as a real jewel. It's been a quiet neighborhood there, and it's just so beautiful. Yeah. So. And to add to that, it would be that part of why all that came about was part of the discussions of listening to the neighbors and coming up mm -hmm. with some compromise and getting mm -hmm. the developer to agree to it. So it's not without some help from the assistance mm -hmm. of, of the people from Columbia Township mm -hmm. uh, staff, et cetera, to yep. make sure that the right things happen. So it all, all ends up in the positive column. So I appreciate you acknowledging that. Um, but it happened for a reason. It's always why I say that. Yeah. Um, so I've, you, right. I'm sorry. No, you go. You're ready. Um, so authorizing a, a temporary sanitary sewer agreement with WP Elm LLC for the construction of the Pear Lane sewer and the Pear Elm Street easement. Authorizing the administrator to enter into an agreement with WP Elm LLC dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. You've heard the first reading may have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. So we've dispensed with the second reading may have a motion and a second to pass the resolution. So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. 
The motion is adopted. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause. Seven second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay, I don't, I don't know how we should do this in what order, but we're going to move into an executive session here in a minute, but I want to at least get, for our, the sake of our film crew, um, some of the other items out. But um, first, to make a motion to approve the payment of bills, reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I hear a second? A second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. And I make a motion for the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. All right, then I make a motion that we move into executive session to consider the purchase of real estate for public purposes. And we're going to have to unfortunately ask everybody here to leave. And there's nothing else on the agenda. So have a great yeah. night. The only thing we're going to do is come back to adjourn. So but thank you. Uh, so I make a motion. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. And Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you.